Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. G'day, scholars, and welcome to the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. It's what the nerds are watching. I'm your host this week, Dom Tilp on the mic. Not too hard, not too soft, but just right. Hey, we're coming to you free of charge almost every single Friday. Sorry we missed last week on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get podcasts from. Best way that you can support is to rate, review, subscribe. The holy tri-colon of podcasting. I am told it helps with some sort of metric or something. So if all seven of you listen to this right now could get on social media. If you found us on Twitter, it's at WSBFUN on Twitter. Why don't you add this to your Twitter? What's it called on Twitter, Ross? Your Twitter story? Your Twitter stream? Something like that? Mm. Um, your, something uh you can say i'm a big internet guy hey if you found us on instagram at wrestling should be fun on instagram we have about six followers over there why don't you go and add this to your insta story um or if you're under 12 you can tick tock us out that'd be great hey enough of me because we have got maybe the guest we are most excited for ever in the history of the podcast episode 59 and we've actually got an owner of a wrestling promotion here once more uh, we've got Lee McIntyre from Progress Wrestling, also involved with TNT Wrestling up north. Of course, Tranmere Rovers. It's the great man. Let's get around him. Lee, how's it going? Well, thank you so much, gents. What an introduction. Um, I don't really know quite to say to that, but feel very humbled. But thank you so much for having us. And, you know, it's great to chat with you guys. And hopefully I can live up to the introduction. I doubt it, but I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, that's my part done. If you could just uh, have a chat for an hour, an hour and a half or so, that'd be great. Speaking of uh, speaking of me doing terrible hosting duties, I'm also joined by Ross the Boss Casey. Uh, he's the real star of the show. Ross, how are you getting on, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks, Tom. Just back from Costa Rica, and England is hotter than Costa Rica, so that's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it is also hotter than Brisbane, so it's it's a nice week to be in the UK, I think. Lee, where do we find you at the moment? Are you are you at home? Are you away? I know you're a very busy man. Where have you joined us from this evening? Uh, I'm currently at my mum's house in Bebbington on the Wirral. I think I know around about where that is. I've heard of the Wirral before. It's about five minutes away from the home of football, Trammy Rovers Football Club. Hey. Oh, I said, did, I, did I say that loud? I'm sorry. I hate it when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, mum's house there. Is that where you how from? That's where you've been your whole life. The connection with Tranmere is a lifelong one. Is that right? Yeah. So, born and raised on the, the Wirral. Lived here until the age of 16. Went to the, obviously, the local schools. Ultimately, a Tranmere fan is uh, literally from knee high to a grasshopper. And and it will always be my uh, my spiritual home, I guess, even though, especially in the last, gosh, last so many years, I've kind of been all around the world and lived in different places. But obviously, the Wirral for me is a very special place. I've grown up here and my, my mum, my sister, my stepdad and most other people live here. So I'll always end up coming here for, for one reason or another, for sure. And Definitely. of course, it's the home of Tammy Rovers Football Club. And therefore, why wouldn't you want to be on the Wirral? That's the real thing you probably want to be thinking about. But there you go. I'm, uh, you know, what I don't know about football could fill a warehouse. I grew up with rugby league and cricket and, of course, pro wrestling. But I, I do hear good things about Tranmere. And if you're telling me it's the epicentre of the football universe, I'm not going to doubt you, mate. I'll, I'll take your word on it. But we are here to talk a bit about wrestling today. We might get back to a bit of Tranmere later on if we can. Uh, I know Ross, Ross Gale has some uh, football questions for sure. Definitely. Mate, we, yeah, 
here to chat a bit about wrestling. So, obviously, lifelong Tranmere fan. Are, are you also a lifelong wrestling fan like Ross and myself? Very much so. Very much so. I mean, I grew up in what was our classes, the, the Bret Hart era. My first main event that I went to was at the Manchester GMAX. It was Ric Flair versus Bret Hart for what was obviously the WWF Championship. And truthfully, I was hooked and absolutely loved it as a kid. And then as I grew older, I, I'm not going to lie to you, I did kind of move away a little bit from it. But then one of the things that fascinated me as I created other brands that obviously have now sold, such as Wrestling Travel, AmeriCamp, Camp Thailand, etc., is I very much was inspired as to how WWE marketed their product. I thought it was absolute genius. And of course, it's still genius to this day by the fact that I believe it's still, for example, the fourth largest YouTube channel in the world. And there's so many things that you can look from a marketing perspective that you can then put into other brands, other sectors. And then when I was starting to do that, I then started to get hooked more and more again. And I was like, do you know what? This is really, really cool. And then obviously created the, uh, the wrestling travel idea. And then, of course, then started to make a variety of WWE stars. And now what is, of course, AW stars, fans of Trammy Rovers. Of course, they didn't realize that they need to be fans of Trammy Rovers. But now things like Jeff Jarrett playing football with some of the disabled kids at Prenton Park. You know, it's been an amazing crossover in which I've managed to help really drive some eyeballs onto Trammy and some of the great things we've been doing in our community projects and combining combining both. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, I was very much a you know Bret Hart fan in terms of your, your hero, if you want to say for a better phrase. And and obviously, I um, I managed to kind of live out a real dream moment when I interviewed Bret for Fight TV for the closing of the For Love of Wrestling show a couple of years ago which was a real, a real major moment for us. And, and I kept a close eye on, of course, the, the local and national indie promotions. And I always had a level of intrigue into that. And of course, there's a hell of a lot more in the middle. But here we are now with Progress TNT and who knows what next. Yeah, all of that just kind of came about after Wrestling Travel, right? But like, what was sort of the idea behind Wrestling Travel to, to start with? Did you and the other people involved see a gap in the market with wrestling travel or was it, you know, we, we, did you like, I'm not 100% sure. I'm just wondering about how, like the rosebud of that idea. No, it was, it was actually something that happened to me firsthand. So my girlfriend at the time bought me tickets for WrestleMania 30. I was in a restaurant in Manchester. Randomly, I remember, <laughs> so crazy. I remember Ryan Giggs also having dinner in the same restaurant. And then Holly gave me these tickets for WrestleMania 30. I thought, wow, this is amazing. And bear in mind, at the time, I had a, you know, obviously an Abta bonded travel company. And I thought, there must be a company that's, that I can just say, okay, I need this, I need this and this. And there was nothing. And I was like, this is, this is bonkers. I can't believe nobody's actually doing this. So yeah. then on a, a rainy day, a few, year, you know, a few years later, I set myself a challenge. I gave, and again, I'm, I'm very much kind of always trying to rightly or wrongly prove to myself that, I've still got it or I can do it or try and make a success of something. Gave myself 500 quid's worth of a marketing budget, created the brand, knew that I could kind of put it all together. And then before you knew it, it just went absolutely crazy. I mean, beyond crazy. But, you know, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of what, obviously I've sold it now, so I don't have anything to do in terms of that brand now, but incredibly proud of, of what we did. Don't get me wrong, we made a lot of mistakes along the way. Our first WrestleMania we made a load of mistakes and I was incredibly apologetic for some of the mistakes that we made, but ultimately we really cared about people and we tried to go the extra mile. And whilst you can't always get things right and I'll openly admittedly say that we, we didn't, 
towards the latter WrestleManias that I was part of before I sold. I was incredibly proud of the team and what we put together. And then, of course, you combine that with working on things such as Wrestling Media Con and working with Andy Cleek at Monopoly for the love of wrestling and things like that. It was a you know, very, very special time in my life. And it gave me the opportunity to speak to so many people within the wrestling community, which, of course, then made me realize that I thought there was a gap in the market for indie promotions because one thing that we, we did okay at, I'd like to think, was that the social media reach of wrestling travel was pretty crazy. Um, and obviously the verifications across Twitter, Facebook and stuff. And I thought to myself, well, hold on, if we create a ticketing platform, then what we can do is, is that whilst it's more mainstream eyeballs for people who watch WWE, if we create a ticketing platform in which we can then also help promote those indie shows, then actually we can give back to the stars of the future. And for me personally, and more importantly, to the stars of British wrestling and beyond. And that was the idea for WT Live, which of course TNT is still using, ironically, to this day. And I think actually WT Live could have become so much more. And actually, if it wasn't for the pandemic and me deciding to sell it all, we had some major, major plans to really take a few steps forward to help not just TNT, but a variety of promotions. And uh, Wrestle Carnival, for example, was on there for a while. And, um, yeah. you know, very, very proud of, of all of that. But of course, life then moves on. I then decided to sell the business. I must be the only person that successfully sold a travel business in a pandemic, but there you go, such is life. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and of course, we then, you know, fast forward to what was a crazy time because, I, I mean, I, I literally, just to kind of bring it up to speed, as to, and I'm, I'm sure you guys have probably got a lot of questions as to how I ended up with Progress and with Martin. Definitely. But, but literally, I, I parked my car up outside my office for what was supposed to be a four-day conference in New York and Atlantic City. I ended up getting stuck over there because of the pandemic. And then, of course, we're due to hold the wrestling travel WrestleMania trips. And I'm thinking to myself, do I stay? Do I go? I then got given a heads up by somebody who's saying, look, they're going to shut the borders. You're not going to be able to get back. And I thought, knowing Vince, he might just run WrestleMania in a pandemic. So I ended up being over there for, for a long, long time, stuck over there. And then I didn't want to come back into lockdown. And my old man lived in Portugal, found a flight to Lisbon. And I was like, Dad, is there any chance I can come over? I've not seen you, obviously, for a long time, just be a few weeks. And I ended up literally living in Portugal for, I think it was the best part, of 15 months. And <laughs> all, all the time, obviously, the office isn't open. The car is literally still parked outside the office. And then... Of course, I then get approached by a number of different... I mean, I was always getting approached by a whole variety of promotions for whether Wrestling Travel, for example, could be a sponsor. But behind the scenes, I was a massive fan of TNT. I was a massive fan of the story-driven ideas that Jay Apter was putting together. And again, I don't mean to say in a disrespectful way to Jay, but I felt as though there wasn't enough international eyeballs um, or national eyeballs because it was very much Liverpool at the epicenter, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but to grow a brand it needed to go to, I felt as though a slightly different direction. And I was seeing it firsthand through WT Live and going to all the shows and then utilising wrestling travel on its Instagram story to put over TNT. But again, I also did it for a number of other promotions and I'd go down there and do it myself. And then I got a phone call from somebody at Progress and I was like, hello, how are you doing? <laughs> and obviously you know it's like you know good to speak to you and we've done a little bit of business with uh with progress and john briley specifically for offering 
travel trips to super strong style and things like that. But it was never yeah. anything, never anything substantial. I went to and then met him in Helena at the Progress Show in, in Manchester. So again, I was always, you know, I was massive, always a massive fan of, of what Progress was and, and what it was all about from that point that I'd gone to it live, you know, more so than, than ever. And then, of course, Progress and the entire Britress. I'm not even sure I'm a fan of the term Britress, actually, for a whole variety of reasons, actually. There's a bit of a brain dump there. But let's be honest with you, the industry went through a horrendous time and rightly or wrongly, I wanted to help. And I, I didn't want to be front and centre. So behind the scenes, I was trying to help as much as I possibly could. And we all know the reasons that we don't need to... Well, I mean, we, we, of course, we could go into them, but... Wrestling should be fun here. We're, we're moving forward into the future, mate. So that's the plan for today. We're the, talking about um, your involvement with the takeover with progress is fantastic. Let's let's leave the past in the past for the next half an hour or so, at least. No, I, I appreciate that. I just I don't want to belittle what happened because it was absolutely horrendous. But that was of actually course. one of the that was obviously one of the reasons why I wanted to make a difference. And I don't know if I have made a difference, but I'm certainly trying my very best alongside the rest of the the team. But then what started to happen was, was that I was helping more and more behind the scenes. And I mean, to the point where I was literally speaking with members of the progress team for, I kid you not, one to two hours a day at different points, trying yeah. to help. And then one thing led to another and it was, um, why don't you buy progress? I was like, not really thought about that, to be perfectly frank with you. And yeah. then the conversation started to continue to, to move forward and... Then, of course, it then got reported in the press that, I mean, by that time, I think it was in, in June, I'd sold, June 2021, I'd sold Wrestling Travel in America Camp and, and everything else like that. And then there was a, a number of reports about how I wanted to invest into the, the British wrestling scene. And the reality is, is that I was already kind of investing it with people not knowing on, on TNT. And then, interestingly, some journalists were speaking to me off the record and they thought I was going to be buying another promotion. And of course, it wasn't of a promotion. It was uh, it was progress. But I, I generally didn't think it was going to happen, if I'm being frank with you. And I've been in Portugal for a long period of time and I couldn't get my vaccination in Portugal and I needed to come back and get the vaccination. But I then uh, knew I couldn't do it on my own because I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm really bad at. And I've been very fortunate to work alongside some truly unbelievable people at Tramie Rovers Football Club, such as Mark Palios, who, of course, is the former chief exec of the FA, our vice chairwoman Nicola and Martin Best. And, you know, I mean, literally to the point where I'd be sitting there in meetings going, I cannot believe I'm in these meetings with such incredible people. And I'd always wanted to work with Martin. And I was looking at this business and I was like, I really, really care about this sector and this industry. But I don't think to get it to where it needs to be, I don't think I can do it on my own. So I rang up Bestie and I said, Bestie, Here's what I'm talking about. And he'd seen firsthand how crazy some of the coverage had been with Jeff Jarrett and things such as getting Brett the Hitman Heart to pose with a Tramia shirt. And I mean, all these crazy things. And our social media would always go through the roof. So we'd seen what wrestling could do firsthand. And then I managed to persuade him to sit down with me. And then without anybody knowing, I literally told nobody, apart from very, very close people to me, I went into quarantine for 10 days. Literally, I didn't tell anybody. And I met John Briley in September of 2021 at an office that was just down the road from Houston train station. We had what I thought was a, a good meeting. I didn't know if it was going to come to anything or not. 
I thought we were getting somewhere. Then we didn't. It then went quiet for a little while. And then all of a sudden, the uh, the opportunity kind of came very much on my on my lap again. And Bestie and I made it happen. And that happened, obviously, in, uh, in, in December. And I take that responsibility of, I mean, I hate the word ownership because I appreciate people might just think it's BS. But for me, like a football club, you never really own a football club. It's owned by the fans. And I was very aware of the fact that the Progress fans were very hurt and rightly so about the things that had happened. And at the end of the day, you've got to have a little bit of an ego to do these things. And I thought, you know what? I think we can make a difference. And if not, we're going to try. If it works, it works. If, if it doesn't, it doesn't. But all I want to do is try and get people that used to be very much part of the ultras or the people that would come to a progress show as part of Club Progress, the opportunity to come back, to be part of that community once again in a safe environment in which we would really try. And of course, it's going to be a slightly different progress. Of course it is but we would try and bring it back under a new guise with some different things that we would do behind the scenes and, dare I say it, try to put in the professionalism of a football club into a professional wrestling company. And there's a lot of that stuff that people might not necessarily see firsthand. And, of course, as a fan, what you're going to care about mostly, of course, is the storylines and who we may have on the card. And I completely appreciate that. But we had to try and get the foundations right in order to be able to get everything moving in the right direction for the future and don't be wrong we've, we've still got a long way to go but I'm incredibly I mean I can't even begin to tell you I, I remember literally walking into the ballroom as the, the you know co-custodian I don't like the word owner I think it sounds pretentious even though the whole boss thing kind of made me famous with the whole Britain's best boss thing but the reality is I'm not Britain's best boss actually far from it but there you go um, I'm actually quite hard to work with because I've got such high standards but anyway I can't even begin to tell you, gents, when I walked into that ballroom and all of a sudden everything started to be real in the fact that, oh, my God, I cannot. But I, honestly, I, and even now, you know, when, when I go into the ballroom or anywhere else that progress is on, I'm pinching myself because I just can't believe that I'm part of this with such amazing people who care and are so passionate about wanting to get people back into the scene and wanting the opportunity to try and showcase their skills and all the work they do together. And I take that commitment incredibly seriously. And I feel so blessed to be in that opportunity. But the reality is, is that we've always got to improve. And the, the, you know, the scene was, was on its backside and we're trying to rebuild that scene up. It's going to take a while, but hopefully through the stuff that we're putting out, people will give us a chance and people will then return to the ballroom and beyond. And whether it's one of our tour shows or dare I say it coming to a TNT show especially with our TNT GCW event that's going to be later on in September. We're trying to make, bring the, the excitement back into professional wrestling, but in a, a safe environment. And that might not be the coolest thing to say, but I think it's the most important thing to say right now as a springboard for what the future looks like. Trust us, Lee, no one was as excited about it coming back to the ballroom progress, that is, as us as a group. That first Sunday, I'll give you a little bit of a, an idea about how excited we were. You know, the the uh, alcoholic drinks were flowing quite freely because it it's not just Ross and myself here. Wrestling should be fun. There's, you know, there's sort of 20-odd fellas who, enjoy, who met through progress for the most part. And um, that first Sunday back, that first show in the ballroom, uh, we're all pretty excited. We're all pretty leery, so much so that I accidentally punched a hole in the ceiling. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, th I think I also tried to get myself booked as an MC at, um, 
at a London, uh, you know, whatever, a SummerSlam screening or something like that in the future, you know, a pay-per-view <laughs> screening. I, uh, yeah, it was really a fantastic day. So we definitely still love the uh, Progress Sunday pilgrimage to the Electric Ballroom in Camden. And, and uh, Ross, we, how, many, how many chapters do you reckon you've been to now, Ross? I reckon about 40. Oh, mate, it's got to be more than that, right? I reckon I've done 40. I don't know, because there's quite a few in, like, Manchester and stuff that I haven't been to yet. Maybe more. 50, 60, maybe. maybe. Yeah, Yeah, I reckon you've done more than that. But, yeah, anyway, we were just, like, unbelievably excited. So I think I can only imagine what it must be like to sort of look around and say, oh, yeah, I've had a hand in this and and I've got a responsibility to keep this moving forward now, Lee, which which is fantastic. By the way, mate, thank you for being so honest, you know, with that story. that's, That's a great story, I'm sure. A lot of people will really love hearing that um, from your perspective. We really appreciate that. I just one, you know, an extra thing I wanted to ask about it. Like uh, you mentioned that um, this is a new, I think you used the term, a new guise. Was there ever any real consideration given to a complete rebrand from like an aesthetic point of view or even from a name change from your perspective? Or was it always just going to be right now? Let's progress as an established brand. We move on. Well, I mean, that's, that's a really, really good question. And there was a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And the, and the other reason why that helped a lot of this stuff was because I literally was speaking to, to, to people behind the scenes on progress. And I, I can't emphasize enough, I was literally speaking to people every single day because I wanted to learn. And I think that's the other critical thing here is that I've not come into this pretending I know everything. I'm not coming into this thinking that I'm Vince McMahon or, or anything like that. I'm coming into it with, I've got my own experience, I've got my own skill sets, and I'm a great believer in giving great people who quite honestly are better than me, put them around me, give them a steer, and then give them the confidence to go and do what they can do. And of course, I'm going to try and keep them in check. I'm going to try and steer them in the right direction. But it's a great question in terms of the branding side of things. And it was something that we were thinking about. And, you know, and it seems to be that it's at one point, it seemed to be it didn't matter what progress was doing online is that people would just shit on it. When the reality is all I'm asking for is to people come and give it a chance. And, and one of the things that for me was really important, even though people thought, oh, this ain't going to happen. It's a load of BS, was that literally myself and Bestie called up every single Club Progress member because we wanted to build relationships. And it was also important for us to understand where the fan base was with the brand. And then from that, work out what we should then do next. And of course, okay, people have got different opinions, but it was really, it was, it was a fantastic exercise for me to be able to understand the fan base more, understand where it is. And truthfully, that was what gave me the ability to say internally, do you know what? It is progress. We are progress. This is progress, but this is a new progress. And that's what we're going to do moving forward. And yeah. the reality is, is that progress is future. Dare I say it, that chapter is still to be written. And I've got no doubt that things will evolve. But uh, there were certain key things that I wanted to have happen. I wanted Simon Miller as the host. You know, the reality is, is that Jim Smallman was, you know, dare I say it, he was progress. There's no getting around it. But yeah. one of the things that progress was about was it was about that host and forgive me simon if you're if you listen to this because i probably breached a bit of confidence but i started speaking to simon about this i think it was in october or november about the prospect of him uh, being the host and for me it was really really important that he was on board to do that because 
I mean, again, I'm not just trying to be a fanboy here, but I love his work on YouTube. He's such a fantastic guy. And yeah. I wanted to, dare I say it, make wrestling fun again. I wanted to bring all of that stuff back. And, and I was thrilled when, when that happened. And who knows whether or not the brand will continue to evolve, dare I say, in terms of aesthetically. But the core parts of progress that for me was about building the next generation of stars is what I want progress to be. But I will say this is that we haven't just bought progress for the fact that, oh, it's, it's nice to have in a portfolio and that kind of crap. We're in it because we want to make a difference. We're not here to just make up the numbers or to just, yeah. for example, give content to WWE or whatever. We're in this because we want to build something special. Of course, we've got massive ambitions. We're not in this to just, you know, get a few people to the ballroom. We want to get some major, major eyeballs in terms of what we're doing. But it's going to take time. It's going to take time. But we, of course, need people to, to give us a chance. And that's all I ask is I've got no issue whatsoever in people giving us bad reviews or disliking something if they've actually watched the product or dare I say it, be at the ballroom or be at one of the other locations that progress is at. Because at the end of the day, if there's one thing that I've learned from football is that under no circumstances can you teach or try and tell fans how to be fans. It is so important that fans can express themselves, okay, within a respectful way, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, for me... All I can do is work alongside the team around me that quite honestly deserves so many more plaudits than I do to try and give them the opportunity to tell great stories and give a wonderful platform for some of these amazing people to perform on. And if I'm doing that and if we're entertaining people and dare I say it, bringing back what I would see as a massive part of a community aspect of coming to the ballroom on a Sunday, then happy days. And all I can do is try. You mentioned there, Lee, about the amazing team that Progress have got. And I've got to say, since turn of this year, some of the video packages that Progress have been putting out, unreal. So, so good. That's the thing you see, is that for me, is, again, of course Progress is independent. Of course it is. But I also want Progress to be very premium in its approach. And I want to be able to showcase the amazing talent that we've got to be able to showcase what they're thinking and to be able to get people involved in those storylines and and we're very very blessed to have some incredible people who don't even like being talked about they don't even like their names being spoken about on podcasts or anything like that but again those guys do phenomenal i mean the, the spike cara video my word incredible the giselle kanji video incredible you know there was another one that i was sent today i mean and honestly it's pinch yourself territory because i'm like all these people around me are so much more talented than I am. But also it's because these people, these men and women are so, so pumped about the fact that they want to bring progress back bigger and better than ever. And of course, time will tell whether or not we can do that. And of course, I completely appreciate that. But um, and I really appreciate you talking about the, the level of the promos because that's one of the things that I want to have progress stand out compared to everybody else. And TNT, of course, as well, is that level of premium of what we're offering so when you come to a progress show you're going to get entertained so much more than you will everywhere else because the level of what we're doing is we are doing it to the very best of our ability and i feel as though those promos showcase what we're doing what we're about and what we're going to do in the future i work in in our social media lee and i know how um difficult it is to turn things around at a pace and for the video packages of day one and day two on day two and day three to have turned that round in that short amount of time to show the punters in the ballroom 
both that had been at the show and also people that hadn't been to the previous days. Or, or, the, or those that were really drunk like us. Or those that were really drunk like us. <laughs> Honestly, um, that amount of work that must have gone into that, unreal. And to turn that around, really impressive. Yeah. Well, again, I, I can't take any credit for that. And I won't because it's the team around me. And again, that is because these men and women are desperate to showcase what progress is now all about. And... I'm so proud of them. Like I said, for me, every time I go in there and I, I I'm, you know, work with these guys, it is, it's pinch yourself territory because I feel so humbled and blessed to even be alongside these people. Never mind, dare I say it, be the one that's trying to put it into, you know, a certain direction. You know, it is, and it's for me, and again, it sounds so corny, but for me, I've only ever done, I've always lived my life in, in one particular manner. It's if you love what you do, you never work a day in your life. And I've been very fortunate to, I've always gone after my passions and tried to make a living out of that. But I just think that this is this is the start of so much more to come. And I mean, again, being in the ballroom and seeing, for example, the the Spike Cara match, I mean, just absolutely breathtaking for me. And Kanji versus Giselle, you know, Giselle Shaw getting a standing ovation. I mean, it was just, it was... I mean, I can, and obviously, of course, the unbelievable Adam. I could go on. So, there were so many yeah, yeah. amazing opportunities for me. And, and, I, and I, I'll be frank with you, I get really emotional about it because I'm so invested in wanting these people to do well. I mean, I remember that first show at the ballroom and we were planning, I, I gave the direction to the video team and I said, look, for me, what I want things to be like is I want almost like a, a Christopher Nolan approach in terms of a promo video. And we came up with this, uh, obviously this kind of we're searching for something we're certainly almost like a space type theme because for me progress you know it just okay don't me wrong I thought they did under the circumstances as good a job as they possibly could could do and in, into what I refer to internally as the pandemic era but the reality is is that wrestling without fans sucks it's not the same in any shape or form because the you know the talents have got no one to really bounce off and it, and it is it's it's very very difficult but to see Gene Money come out in that spacesuit which then for me brought it all together. I was just like, get in, absolutely amazing. And then, of course, there were so many amazing moments. And of course, nobody was expecting Anthony Agogo to show up. And, you know, it was, it was just, it was a fantastic start to what was literally a new chapter. And the actual chapter title was actually a nod to the first chapter as well. And, and it just, for me, it was like, okay, we've got a lot to do. First chapter out of the way with, Let's keep going. Let's see where it goes. But it is, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And to meet the talent behind the scenes and to see how, how much progress means to them. It's a very prestigious position to be in, but there's also a lot of pressure that goes with it. And like I said, I, I don't take that lightly. And neither does Martin. Mate, you, um, you've mentioned a few times now about having, you know, the, the previous experience with football and um, the, well, custodianship of uh, Tranmere. But I guess a lot of people in the UK particularly like to draw comparisons between like football and wrestling. You know, the fan bases and, you know, I guess that passion, the, the idea of almost like a pilgrimage um, at Progress as a season tickets. But I, I just thought I'd get, as someone who's done both, like I... Do you see many comparisons between like the football and the wrestling industry in the UK or like, or maybe specifically, what are the major differences that you've come across since dipping your toe more into the wrestling side of things? Well, I think one of the major differences is when I'm getting messages from Tramia fans saying that I'm being nasty to somebody called Lana Austin. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> I mean, that, that's, 
that's always a, an interesting one. And anyway, that's the amount. The amount I'm not going to go into more details on Lana Austin, but she's certainly not my favourite wrestler. Even if she's oh, mate, other I've, got, I've, got, I've got 15 minutes set aside for our favourite wrestler, Lana Austin. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of the show, but I'm off for a brew. <laughs> 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 but but I mean there, there is there is a lot of there is a lot of similarities between I mean what was quite interesting actually was I mean I, I've built all my businesses and stuff through social media so when I came on board as a, an associate director of Tramia it was my job to look after the the output the comms the social media and everything else in between and what was really interesting was was that Progress's social media albeit on a slightly more skewed level globally wasn't too far off the distribution channels of what Tramia Rovers has as a football club. So that for me was quite an interesting test. But the one thing that did worry me, so I'm going off a bit of a tangent here now, but when, when I first got hold of the, the Progress Twitter account, I couldn't believe how dead it was, actually. I was re- that was a, a real shock and surprise. But I also couldn't believe the amount of DMs that were in there that needed to be answered. So it was a weird, a weird scenario, but it wasn't too dissimilar to what I'd inherited at Tramia in, in, in that regard. But the one thing that is very similar is you've got fans that are incredibly passionate, opinionated, care. And at the same time, of course, you've got a responsibility to the fan base. And that, for me, is a massive similarity in that regard. There obviously are some some differences, but actually, there is a lot of people that are football. I mean, again, it's funny because when I'm walking into to Tramia, I get so many people kind of waiting in the car park who then will literally stop me and they'll talk about wrestling. So the amount of football fans that are wrestling fans, and, and one of the things that I do want to do in the future is we've, again, we've got big plans. We do want to do stuff at Tramia and whether or not that's Progress, TNT, and, and also a fantastic local promotion called Wrestle Island, which, you know, Peter does a fantastic job up there, is that I really believe that with some of the plans that we've got, we've got a new fan park that's being built at Tramia which should be able to host around about 400 people, we think, give or take. And I'm hoping that that will also end up becoming a home for professional wrestling. In a perfect world, we'd be hosting those shows immediately after games at Tramia. But again, there's a lot to, there's a, there's a lot of water under the bridge before we get to that. But I think there's a lot of crossover. And of course, you can see that by the fact that a lot of football clubs, after what we did with Jeff, were then trying to get, a number of WWE stars to be fans of that particular football club. Now, okay, Blackburn Rovers did it with Shawn Michaels many, many years ago, but <laughs> but social media wasn't wasn't a thing back then. And then when people were seeing what we were doing and making everybody Tramia fans, the Full of a Wrestling event, a load of marketers from Everton Football Club came down giving Everton shirts away for people. And, and, and Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man, he then puts a promo for Everton. I was like, hold on a minute, Ted. What's going on here, mate? You know, you're, you're Tramia fans. So there is a lot of, lot of crossover. And, you, you know, of course, you've got someone like Seamus, who's a, who's a Liverpool fan, Rousseff, who's a Real Madrid fan. So there are some crossovers in that. And the clubs themselves are not stupid. They understand that actually if they can get into the wider eyeballs, it helps them. I mean, you look at what Arsenal do and the fact that there's all these different wrestling themes when the players come onto the pitch and stuff like that. Because, of course it's a little bit of controversy and people then start talking about it and then by default, more eyeballs globally on the product. So yeah, there are a lot of similarities and we're, and of course you've got Tony who obviously is family owned Fulham 
which obviously is a, is an interesting dynamic in itself. So there's definitely some similarities, that's for sure. Jeff Jarrett has now come up. This is a record for the Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast. He's now been mentioned, I think, six times. We love Double J. Lee, you spoken a lot about social media and about like the role that plays in your businesses. Like, so does that mean you pay quite a lot of attention to the social media? I don't know. How, how would I put this, Ross? The uh, sentiment. The, yeah, social media sentiments about like progress in TNT, maybe positive and negative. Do you, do you notice a lot of that, or do you just try to take most stuff with a pinch of salt? Well, you know, at the end of the day, I can't tell people what to tweet or what to put out there. Obviously, if people tag me and stuff, of course, I'm, I'm going to see it. Yeah, I mean, of course, of course, at the end of the day, we care. Of course we care. And if people are bashing us, of course we give a shit about those kind of things. I mean, it'd be silly of me to not say otherwise, but the reality is, is that I can only control what I can control. I can only do the best job I possibly can. And it'll either be good enough or it won't be good enough. But the one oh. thing that I want to have happen is, is that I want to be, you know, I want people to give us that opportunity. I want people to come back to the ballroom. I want people to then see firsthand the kind of matches that we're putting on, the storylines that we're showcasing, the quality of the promos, the quality of the VTs that we're doing, because that's where we're going to be judged. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I, but we do, you know, we look at social media a lot and whether that's for TNT, whether that's for progress or anything else in between and to see what people are talking about. Yeah, we absolutely, we look at it. Do you think that it would ever be enough for you to like possibly scrap an angle or anything like that? Or do you think it's, it's more a case of just, playing it by ear and, and seeing, um, okay, so people don't seem to quite like this. Let's try and rework it in this way. I think one of the, the more interesting things for us is that if we do an engagement piece where we're saying who should, for example, I don't know, who should Chris Ridgeway face next, for example, for the Progress World Championship? It's really interesting to see what people say for that because we want to know what the fans are thinking. And okay, we, of course, I mean, for example, at a, at a football club on that basis, Every single football club would be signing Ronaldo, Messi, etc. So there's obviously got to be, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, a level of realism in terms of what we're doing, and dare I say, and also a stability within it. You know, for me, it's all well and good if we go out and get some absolute utter superstar that we know 100% is going to sell out a venue. But the reality is, is that we're in this for the long term. We're not just into it for one short pop. You know, we're into it for a much longer term strategy. So. Yeah, absolutely. We definitely take on board what people are thinking, what people are saying. And again, you know, we do. We take our social media on, on progress you know, very, very seriously. I've got a fantastic team around me that help me with that. You know, we're very much concentrating, for example, on um, things like TikTok. And we got verified on TikTok as well, which was really, really cool not so long ago. So we're trying to give a whole variety of different platforms in which people that may not necessarily know about progress an opportunity to see what it is that we're doing. Because we know we get the global eyeballs because of Demand Progress and W Network and Peacock TV. And, and randomly, I think, I actually don't know this, but I think we're on Disney Plus in Indonesia, I think. I'm sure, someone, tell me if that, I'm sure if someone will tell me if that's wrong or not, but I, somebody mentioned that to me. So we know we've got some global eyeballs in terms of what we're trying to do, but we're trying to do a lot of social media that gives people a reason to understand the storylines. What we don't want is a formulaic approach of announcement, 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 announcement. And at the same time is that we want to give the, the talent the opportunity to express themselves within the, the narrative of our creative team. Uh, something that, um, that I've noticed on your social media is that you seem to be more than happy now for people to be sharing gifts, sharing clips of progress, whereas the previous owners were very much don't be a dick in terms of things like that. Is that something that will carry on into the future? 
of course, we've got certain contractual commitments to WWE and Peacock TV by default and, and other things. But at the end of the day, we want people to be proud as to why they should want to share different pieces. Now, at the same time, you're not going to get us showing endings of matches because we don't want to spoil people who, for example, are looking forward to watching um, watching Super Strong Style, for example. And that's where it does become a little bit more difficult because our stuff tends to not go out for a couple of weeks until it's actually yeah. aired. It's a very, very fine balance for us on a social media basis to not give too much away whilst also not insulting the fan base of the people that have actually been to the event, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So that's why sometimes you'll see almost kind of two bites at the cherry where during the day we announced that Chris Ridgway was our new progress champ. But then, of course, retrospectively, we then also made some big announcements about that once we knew that it had gone out on the network and demand progress, etc. So yeah. that's where it does become a bit more difficult in, in that regard. But I mean, look, you know, the reality is, is that we don't want people, for example, coming to the ballroom or whatever and filming the whole match and then spoiling it for everybody. And also at the same time is that we've got a certain, you know, one of the things that Martin and I did from the outset is we invested in a whole host of new equipment. We literally said to the team, we're not going to be cheap on this. What do you need to create the very best job? We don't want excuses. We don't want to be like, this isn't good, this isn't good or whatever. We wanted to give our incredibly talented men and women behind the scenes everything that they needed to be able to put on the very best product that they could do. And yeah, you know, we're not going to be very happy if someone, for example, puts out a full match on yeah, yeah, it's yeah. filming. But at the same time, we, we want people to be excited about the fact that they're at progress and to showcase the fact that they're there. Because the reality is it is that, yeah, of course, you go to these, you know, if it's WWE, AW, whatever. Yeah, okay, you're going to say to people, stop filming. But the reality is, are you going to stop filming? Well, highly unlikely. <laughs> I mean, if, <laughs> of course, if someone, if someone is literally filming absolutely everything, of course we're going to say something because yeah. otherwise it's not fair to the people that, for example, are paying for demand progress or the network or whatever else. I think that's a really smart move because I know um, New Japan has obviously taken a bit of a hiding from a lot of their key kind of Western wrestlers moving over back to the States and they must have lost a fair amount of subscribers to their uh, network and they've got such a strict law on social media like anyone pretty much who even just posts a gif gets like their profile taken down and to me that's such backwards thinking you look at some of the companies that do it really really well like I mean I feel like Joey Janela's made a career off it right like just encouraging people to share those gifts and stuff like, you know, the, the foot on fire or whatever it might be, the backyard wrestling stuff. You know, that was j- just one example that I thought of that shows that it can be a really positive thing for individuals or companies, I would have thought. It's obviously not my place to comment on what New Japan are doing. And of course, that's down to them in terms of their approach. But, you know, for me, we want people to be talking about progress. We want people to be talking about TNT. And of course, TNT is in a funny situation right now in the fact that there is currently no home for all of the content. And that's something we're working very hard behind the scenes in terms of where people are going to be able to watch TNT in the future. So it is a fine balance. But I think also as well is that I'm sure the fans that come to the shows for us will understand that we don't want people filming absolutely everything. But if they want to showcase a little bit of it, then, and again, this is where, you know, Bestie might tell me why. So this is probably my opinion rather than progress is as a collective. But I've got no issue in somebody sharing certain parts of it because we want people to talk about the fact they're having a good time, hopefully, at that progress or TNT. Definitely. We've mentioned TNT a lot here and, like, we really, we, we probably should have done this an hour ago. But 
like as Ross and I, there's there's no secret about it. We're almost progress originals. We've been following the product for a long time. I said almost a decade in Ross's case, I think, or maybe a decade, however long it's been. But could you give us like maybe people who are a bit more new to the to TNT or maybe, you know, people who live in London or abroad who haven't had the chance to check much of it out? Like, what are the sort of ideological differences i guess if that's a term i can use between tnt and progress or are they are they really very similar in what you'd expect to see if you were watching a tnt show or are there you know how do you feel the differences are presented for me they're very different very very different and it's very different in its approach and for me genuinely and i've gone to a lot of independent wrestling shows for a number of different reasons one because I want to learn. I want to build relationships. I'm a great believer that we should all be working together to actually ensure that we're looking after the product for the better good of the fans and the talent collectively because the welfare of both the talent and the fans is incredibly important. But at, at TNT, I was, I literally, I was a fan of TNT. For me, it was literally, there was a strap line for TNT for a long, long time. It was British Wrestling's best kept secret. And I felt as though it was, and I couldn't understand for life of me why TNT was only in Liverpool. Because the storylines was, I mean, it was, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I was hooked. I was absolutely hooked. And you know, Jay Apter's got this nickname. I think it's starting to get external now, but almost like the mad scientist in his approach. And I, again, it's it's so hard to describe the differences without being there. It's obviously it's very Liverpool in its approach, as you would expect. So it's a very raucous fan base because, of yeah. course, of the of the local catchment areas. But the storylines are different. They're they're different. What TNT is very famous for is deathmatch wrestling, which I appreciate might not necessarily be everybody's cup of tea. But you look at someone like Clint. I mean, there was a. There's, I mean, again, it's not been aired yet, but there is an unbelievable match between Alex Colon and Clint Margera. Absolutely unbelievable. Like the point was like it was. It was hard to watch. And yeah. and you speak to the talent. And again, I, I, and again, maybe this is pulling the curtain back maybe a little bit too much, but. I had a good hunch probably in October. I, I thought, kind of contradicting myself really for what I said at the start of the show, but I'm a, I'm a very much a positive person, which the glass is half full. So I was very much of the opinion that the progress deal was going to happen. And I was going to these different shows under the guise of wrestling travel, basically. Even though I sold it, I was in the, in the buyout period and where I was still kind of helping out and stuff like that. And I was speaking to all the talent who didn't know of course, some of the stuff was behind the scenes. I was hearing great things as well about TNT. Really, really good things about the storyline, the quality, how premium it was when people were going there, the grittiness. And I suppose in that regard, it was similar to progress in that way. But I just felt as though Jay needed a chance to be able to prove himself. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't always see eye to eye with Jay. I don't, but it's healthy because the reality is we both really, really care. But the one thing for me is, is that, and that's why I'm, I'm really excited about the GCW event, is that now is going to be the opportunity for people to see exactly what TNT is all about. And you know what? We were thinking about it. Do we put it in London? Do we put it somewhere else? And we were just like, no, we're going we're gonna to host this in Liverpool. And for example, yeah. on the first night of Supreme Extreme, we're doing a VIP with Matt Cardona. It will be the only VIP opportunity to do so. We'll be at Supreme Extreme. Not uh, the GCW only event, not TNT versus GCW. So we're really hoping that we're going to be getting some major global eyeballs to showcase that it's not the best kept secret anymore because people are talking about it. And the deal that I'm putting together behind the scenes to showcase 
what I'm hoping is going to bring some major global eyeballs to TNT really, really excites me because there is so much great content and it just needs a distribution channel that has got global eyeballs on it. And I think, I think people are going to see that soon. I'm absolutely buzzing. I I can't wait. I've got a weekend to ticket myself. And as a bit of a GCW fan, I wouldn't say, you know, I'm diehard, but I I catch as many of the shows as I can and that I can afford and that I can find. I'm so excited. And I I just think it's, I don't need to pat your back, Lee, but I I think you're spot on with Keaton and Liverpool. Like That's the culture, isn't it? And not that I know TNT very well, but I I just can't wait to get involved with that culture. If anyone from uh, my current workplace is listening, I definitely am very, very much sick on that Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell if you won't tell, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe this episode is going to be the turning point for wrestling should be fun. Maybe I'll be a nationwide uh, name after this. Who knows? But yeah, for now, I think I'm pretty safe. Yeah, but I, I just absolutely cannot wait. Should we expect in the with the GCW stuff? Should we expect you know plenty of deathmatch stuff when I come? Well, I mean, I mean, I appreciate that TNT and GCW for deathmatch stuff, but that is not to say that that's what it's all about. Yeah, and that's also one of the reasons why I'm hoping people are going to see firsthand exactly the type of storytelling that takes place and how good the talent are. And you know what? I would argue there is a slightly, there is, well, not argue, there is, there is a, what I would class as a different core roster for TNT than there is to progress. Of course, what is going to be interesting is on September 4th, the, the tram shed after the WB event in Cardiff is there's going to be a progress show and there's going to be a TNT show directly after. So that's going to be an interesting one for a whole host of reasons. Definitely. I'm sure there's lots of people looking forward to that one too. Are they, are they, are they both sold out? The progress one is sold out, and I think there are there there are some tickets left for the TNT one. And I'm also just uh, obviously we'll do a chance for plugs and things when we completely wrap up. But I know the ticket sales are going really really well for GCW and TNT. Are there any more tickets available for that that our listeners can find if they're looking for a little sojourn in in Liverpool? Yeah, so there's there's um, I think we've run out now of the VIP weekender tickets. Um, I think there's only standing available now for Supreme Extreme on the on the Friday. So if you want to do VIP with, with Matt, which I think I might be right in saying this, this could be his first show back after his injury. So this yeah. could be a real. So if there's ever a reason to come down, that would definitely be be one of them. So I think there's only standing tickets available left for uh, Supreme Extreme on the Friday. And then there's a few tickets left for a couple of the others. But. Yeah, really, really excited for that and to, to show the world exactly. I mean, I, I genuinely, and this probably is going to sound really bad to all of the Progress fans out there, but my gut tells me is that it's not just three days, it's four days. And of course, it's Thursday, Supreme Extreme, Friday, GCW, Saturday, TNT versus GCW, and on Sunday, we're back at the ballroom. It's going to be an interesting four days. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be at all four. Any chance to get... <laughs> Any chance of getting some Bud Light in at the bar for the for the GCW shows? You reckon? <laughs> and for you, pal. Now you know. Obviously, of course. Now that you're a you know world renowned cricket celebrity and the biggest <laughs> fan ever. I mean, I mean, surely you should have a sponsorship, even if it's the Castle Main Forex. But sorry, just to just come back to the point before. What I meant to say was was that I think those four days are you know collectively again appreciate and biased. Of course, and biased. But I really think that those four days are going to be 
the highlight of the wrestling calendar when people look back at 2022. I really believe that those four days. So, of course, the, the three different TNT variant events and then obviously randomly progress being on the day after. So who knows what might happen on that one? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I just I can't say enough how excited I am. It's yeah, going to be absolutely outstanding. And you know what? I should say thanks for TNT and for GCW for providing us that opportunity because like I'm sure there's a lot of people just like me who just don't give a fuck like me, walk, dress, and act like no, that's Eminem. Um, I got distracted. Uh, who are really looking forward to? It. I can't wait. Um, I didn't realize Eminem played cricket. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marshall. He, we don't call him Eminem and Cricket. It's Marshall M. Mathers. Uh, and uh, <laughs> sound, he sounds like a member of the MCC, doesn't he? Yeah. He's pushed a few boundaries in his time, so I'm sure he's hey. the, worst, the worst joke you'll ever hear on wrestling should be fun. Yeah. Mate, it's our podcast. We can do whatever the fuck we want, mate. You're welcome. You know, say, say whatever you like. Ladies, we're interested in whether, because I think Evolve, and I might be a little bit off on this, but I'm not an Evolve follower, but Evolve had a live show on the network, didn't they? And I think Ross is pretty keen as a bit of an Evolve fan himself and a Progress fan to wonder if, do we think that Progress or TNT might ever get an opportunity like that with the network? I don't know if you're allowed to tell us that, but just thought we'd try our hand and ask. First and foremost, of course, TNT isn't on the WWE network, so that's a whole different scenario. One of the things that we are looking to do is to create some pay-per-views and to create some live streaming of TNT events in the future. And that's one of the things that we are working on behind the scenes because we really believe that we've got a fantastic product in TNT and the more people can see it, the better. We've obviously got a relationship with WWE. Conversations are always continuing between us. And who knows what might happen in the future in regards to that. Yeah. And that's the WWE. Like, What about as an owner of two independent promotions, I guess, like, do you get a chance to have much interaction with other promoters around the country or even abroad? Obviously, we talked about GCW, that one, you know, might be obvious, but do you often, you know, talk to other promoters or is that, you know, is I that do. not really the dumb thing? No, well, well, again, I've probably got a different approach to this is that for me, you should be having open relationships because we're trying to make the industry better and we can only do that by communicating. And maybe this is where I do have a slightly different take on things is that, of course, every promotion wants to have exclusives. And of course, that might give extra reasons as to why you might choose one show or another. But one of the things I've tried to do is to build bridges with people. You know, I've been to Catch, I've been to Wrestle Island, I've been to Wrestle Carnival, you know, North. I mean, what a fantastic job those guys are doing up there. Really enjoyed, you know, what they're doing. You know, I've been to a lot of promotions. I mean, I went to Good, um, and it was quite funny because they seemed to be taking the piss out of progress online, and then I ended up showing up. So that was quite awkward for some of those people. But absolutely, it was great. You know, those guys are, you know, doing a, you know, really, really good job. Dare I say it? And and it is is that we we want to we want to build those bridges. Want to build the relationships. You you saw what we did with Eve by having Eve as part of Super Strong Style because it was yeah. really important to myself and Bestie that we wanted to also over what is normally the pinnacle of progress to showcase what the women are all about. And we felt as though we could do that in a much bigger level by teaming up with Dan and Eve. Of course, we, we did that on the day one of Super Strong Style, which was fantastic. And we're always talking to promoters. And the reality is, is that if British wrestling as a collective is doing well, it's going to be good for everybody. The only thing that I really want to have happen is that if somebody 
is creating a wrestling promotion or if someone's got a wrestling promotion is to ensure that the talent are looked after, the welfare is as good as it possibly can be. And whilst I, I can't expect other promotions outside of my control to be at the same level of what we're doing, the reality is, is that, again, we're trying to treat it like a football club. You know, we have a, a physio behind the scenes who helps all the talent. We've got a variety of medics and we've got other support networks in place behind the scenes that helps out a lot of people. And that, for me, is the standard of what we're trying to do. And hopefully, other promotions will notice that and they will start to do the same. And also, as well, is that I can see wrestling coming back in certain other areas. I went to uh, Infamous in Runcorn, you know, because also, as well, is that I suppose a bit like being a talent scout or an agent. I mean, it's quite funny because I don't know how some of these agents for Tramia get my number, but I get sent random stuff all the time and I just forward it on to James Vaughan, who looks after all of our recruitment. But the reality is, is that when I'm going to whether it be Infamous or Wrestle Island or whatever it may be, is that I want to see how these other talents are performing because who's going to be the next progress superstar? And I take that very seriously. And, and you know, one, one particular talent said to me, oh gosh, I saw you in the front row and, and I felt a lot of extra pressure. Well, maybe that's a good thing, maybe that's a bad thing, but hopefully that also shows that the talent want to be on progress. And the only way I can learn is to see what's happening on the promotions and, you know, I'm certainly not trying to take away any of the adulation for what those other promotions are doing by me being there. But I just really appreciate the opportunity to enjoy their shows and, and interact with everybody. And I love meeting people as well. You know, that for me is one of the major parts of this is that I love speaking to people firsthand and to see what their opinions are and, and get their feedback for better or for worse. And, you know, and I do. I mean, I remember, um, I mean, literally I was at a, so, so bloody random. I was at a supermarket the other day and I saw two people wearing progress shirts and I was just like, do I go up to them? Do I not go up to them? <laughs> and, I, and then I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, I was, I was with, I was with my mum and thought, no, that's just going to look really, really stupid. But, you know, I geek out at that. Or if I'm seeing somebody, you know, I remember being in a bar in Thailand and seeing somebody walk in with a Tramia shirt. I'm like, oh, I'm a Tramia fan too. And it is, it's, it's those, kind of, those kind of things where, you know, I went, I went to um, OTT in Dublin. Um, yeah. And, you know, again, because I'm trying to go to all of these different promotions. I, I've been to Warrior Wrestling, you know, in Chicago. I mean, that was absolutely amazing. I mean, what a job those guys are doing. They've got a fantastic promotion on the go over there. I've had some great chats with Jim from Defy. I mean, again, if you've not heard of Defy, please check it out. What Jim's doing there is absolutely amazing. Of course, the first match that took place between Swerve and Nick Wayne was on Defy. Absolute classic. And it's literally part two, but this time it's going to be at the ballroom on the 24th of July. So very much are aware of what other promotions are doing and let's see what happens in the future. You know, we're, we're not just in this to, like I said, we're not in this to make up the numbers. We want to make a massive difference and, and who knows where those conversations may lead in the future. Talking about making a difference, Lee, um, we had Roy Johnson on a few weeks ago and the Everton Patterns show was a lot of fun and a great way of showing how diverse the British wrestling scene is and should be. And he was very grateful for you being able to put it on for him. Do you know what? I mean, it wasn't just that. There was the, the All Women's show as well the yeah. night before. And yeah. you know what? To be able to put those two shows, not just onto Demand Progress, but onto the network, was, I think, a fantastic moment and something that we're all incredibly proud about internally. Both shows were absolutely fantastic. And, 
you know what, the fact that I was able to help facilitate that alongside SD and, and the rest of the team, it is. It's those kind of things that we're really proud about. And I was so happy for, for Roy and for the rest of the guys. And, and of course, that was the, the start of the relationship with SoCal Val, dare I say it, because she came to be a guest commentator. And of course, now she's the interviewer behind the scenes for Progress as well. And, and sadly, I don't think, again, forgive me, because this might not be the case, but unless you were actually at everything pattern, the dancing and everything else like that and the absolute celebration of, of all that was good about that show at the end where everyone was in the ring dancing yeah, amazing, and, yeah. just the, and the culture and everything else that went with it it was it was just a fantastic moment it was a pure celebration of, of everything that wrestling should be and it's wrestling is for everybody and and we, we we're trying to embrace that and you know again an absolute pinch yourself moment and the fact that we were able to help facilitate that but i think again i'm not the one that should take the credit there's so many other people that should take credit for it it's just I happen to be the, the co-custodian of the brand and, and hopefully we'll be able to showcase more events like that in the future. Yeah, definitely. I can't miss an opportunity here where you mentioned the medics at Progress. One of my favourite things since the return of Progress, there's one medic in particular that sits on the stairs and I don't want to apply gender without meeting someone, but I'm pretty sure it's a she. But they absolutely fucking love every second of the show even more than I do. If you look at the facial expressions of this medic, it's like Christmas morning every second <laughs> of the Progress show. I'm not sure if you guys know who I'm talking about, but I'm just, I like, yeah, I just, I every do. now and then I look over. Yeah, I do. I look I over at this medic. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just like, oh my goodness, this person is having the best time of their life. And I'm just like, isn't wrestling the fucking best thing that God ever invented? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah, it's so good. Well, again, um, if you, you know, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life, do you? And the fact that I mean, we, we've got such a, and again, it sounds like I'm just kissing ass and stuff consistently. I don't mean to be, but I'm so proud of all the people that we work with. You know, so so proud and. And again, the medics and, and the physios that come in, it, it's brilliant. And the fact that we're also entertaining them, then even better. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It just, it's just a great place to be on a Sunday afternoon. What a great way to get drunk. Mate, I just, like, while we're talking a little bit more about like the in-ring stuff and progress, like... Obviously, I don't think we've mentioned yet the major watershed moment of the 10th anniversary show back at the garage. Like, did anything stand out to you on that day? Did it like because it really felt uh, a special vibe in the room as well? Really, this is the worst way of asking the question ever. But any thoughts? Well, it was John Briley's last show with us yeah. as part as part of the deal, as part of the handover. And what Martin and I wanted to do was that we wanted to show our gratitude for what John had contributed to progress. And it was heartfelt and we meant it. And we felt as though it was the right thing to do by giving him the opportunity to speak on the microphone because it was very much the kind of passing of the torch, dare I say it, literally and physically speaking. And the fact that he put his headphones in the middle of the ring kind of showcased and demonstrated that it very much was part of that new era. And to see the quality of the matches that was on the card, I mean, the, the Ilya versus Kara match was, in my opinion, just spectacular. I appreciate they've obviously had a lot of matches over the years, but for me, I thought that it was really special. And to go back to that venue, to bring it all together kind of full circle, it just felt, it felt the right thing to do. I mean, without trying to cause a spoiler, there was somebody that was due to be on that show who sadly, in the end, last minute, couldn't be on the show, which I think would have added 
more to it. But at the same time, we, you know, again, very, very proud of that particular show. And it was. And then from that moment, we knew that we had to kind of do it without John and to move into a, you know, literally a new, a new progress era, uh, so to speak. And yeah, it was, it, was, it was quite emotional because, of course, John cares. Of course, Helena cares. Of course they do. And, and at the same time, and I know this firsthand from selling, you know, Americamp and wrestling travel, etc. is that when you sell a business, the reality is, is that it's never going to be ran the same way that you would do that. But that's also how it evolves. And, and it's probably, and it is, I mean, I found it quite difficult at times with, with, with things that I've sold, where things have taken a slightly different direction. But I think it was a watershed moment. It was very much now is the time for a new progress. All I can think about is how amazing would it have been if that unnamed talent, Sir Alastair Cook, former England opening batter, did turn up at the Progress <laughs> anniversary. What a fantastic show that would have been. No, mate, oh. Yeah, it was, it was special for us as well. Ross especially, I think, because you, you used to go to the garage, Ross. Yeah, I was a Progress fan back in the garage days. So, yeah, it was special being back. But I don't miss those sight lines. Way better sight lines at the ballroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm six six, and I even I had trouble seeing sometimes. It was great, but um, my favourite part was when um, my my double pint beer got involved in the triple threat tag match several times. Uh, <laughs> T, T, TK, he's just getting the shit beat out of him. Looks over at me, help me, Big Dom. I'm like, mate, I don't know what to do. I handed him my beer. <laughs> <laughs> one of my one of my favourite moments ever in a progress show, and I've had plenty. Yeah. I apologize to those people that aren't alcohol drinkers. I know I, I sound like a real alcoholic, don't I? I've mentioned about 12 times today. Sorry. Other options are available. I just wanted to have a quick chat about the current product, Lee. I've been a fan since chapter, I think, 13 was my first chapter. And you've mentioned that you love story-driven wrestling by going to TNT shows. And I have to say that the crossover between old and new, as a fan, so far, so very, very good. And especially with Kara versus Spike, this storyline is right up there with Havoc versus Osprey for me in terms of best progress storyline ever. Just how much creative freedom have those guys had? Because it seems like those two are absolutely on fire with their character, with their roles, how they're playing it. And I'm so excited by the new storyline that's going to start in the next chapter. Well, it's true. I mean, what Spike said is that you were going to go down to the bottom of the card. He's against LK, who's on the biggest losing streak. I still think Lana Austin's the biggest loser in progress, but again, that's a story for, for another day, but we're not going to get into that. But it's without doubt incredible to watch and it's just getting started. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I guess while we're talking about some in-ring stuff, you mentioned that uh, Chris Ridgway was the eventual winner after three long days of Super Strong Stuff um, and New Progress Wrestling Champion. I think we as a group, we certainly, we didn't see Ridgeway's victory coming, but we were all just absolutely blown away by the way that he progressed through the weekend and the victories that he racked up, particularly against Banks and Money, not in that order. Uh, I pretty much just wanted to kind of, if we could, like get your thoughts on how the whole strong style weekend went from an in-ring perspective and were Ridgeway's performances everything that you expected? Well, I think you've got to start off with the first match against Dino. And of yep. course, Dino, before this, basically had a victory over Chris. So for me, that was obviously a real grudge match kind of going into it. And I think there's a lot more to be told in terms of Dino's thoughts in relation to Chris being the new champ. 
and I thought that that was a, a fantastic match. And yeah, it was it was heartbreaking to see the fact that Gene couldn't do it. It was more heartbreaking as you thought that Warren Banks was going to do it by default by being in the final. And then, of course, Chris ends up becoming that eventual winner, which, again, is, you know, on, on the face of it, you would argue in terms of strong style wrestling, nobody epitomises that more than Chris Ridgway. For me, I just felt as though super strong style really turned a corner for me. And I can see that from the feedback. I can see that from some of the reviews. And I could see the buzz was coming back into the ballroom. I mean, of course, at Chapter 127, the fact that progress had been away for such a long period of time, there was always going to be an automatic buzz regardless of what was on the card. But I really felt as though we'd, we'd turned a corner and the talent gave it absolutely everything. And I know that, for example, Johnny Progress would love to be back in action at Progress as well. And it was, it was, it was, it was fantastic. And now, of course, we've got a new Progress champion and it's going to be really, really interesting to see who he defends it against next, and how well he does in the future. But what's going to happen next for Warren Banks? Where does Gene Money go from this? Because, of course, Warren had become so close to becoming progress champ. He was so close to doing it against Gresham. Gene has campaigned it for, you know, just to be in super strong style. It's going to be really interesting for the fans to see where these guys go next. And, of course, Northwest Strong, is stronger than ever. You've got Ridgeway, you've got Luke Jacobs. You know, that's becoming a real powerhouse. And it's also going to be even more interesting to see where that powerhouse moves forward because I think it's fair to say that Chris and Luke have got maybe a slightly different outlook currently in terms of where things are at. But of course, they're on the same side of the coin by being part of Northwest Strong. So it's a really exciting time and there's going to be so much fallout as we go into 24-7 and as we go across the tour and yeah, it's a really, really exciting time and I'm, I'm super pumped to be part of it. As are we. As are we. Mentioned a few of our, uh, Ross likes to call them our progress favourites with Money and Banks. They're friends of the podcast. Had them both on previously. Dear listener, if you want to go and check out our chats, leading into Strong Style with Gene Money and Warren Banks. Matt, you and 100%, you play the straight bat on this one if you like, but there's a lot of chat around the wrestling world about forbidden doors and, you know... Uh, whatever else you wanted to call it, like uh, the latch that you're not meant to go through. Any UK talents that you would absolutely love to work with in the future that we haven't seen particularly in progress yet? Yes, there sure is. And if you come to all the progress shows in the future, maybe you'll see who they are. <laughs> Fantastic. Well played, fella. Was that a straight enough bat as a cricket expert? I can't say I'm a cricket expert <laughs> myself, but was that yeah. good enough? I didn't, get, I didn't get knocked out for that, did I? Is that all right? <laughs> No, nah, mate, that's that's straight out of the, as Tony Gregg used to say, right off the meat to the bat. Uh, yeah, bat and pad close together, I think. Yeah, it's that's the sort of thing that on a Saturday afternoon when I'm playing cricket, if the opposition number three bat plays a defence like that, I'm going to fuck them in for a long day in the sunny. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, though? I mean, just do, gosh, I mean, just, just coming back to the whole forbidden door is that, and I can't take credit for this, it was something that Martin said. It was, you know, progress is not a forbidden door. It's a revolving door of a welcome mat. Every oh, entrance, that. And that, uh, you know, and that, and that very much is is what we're we're all about. And in terms of the talent that yeah. we've, we've we've had, and the talent that are going to be, you know, in the future, obviously Swerve is an AEW talent. Anthony Agogo is an AEW talent. But of course, we've had Ilya, who came on as the NXT UK champion. You know, Gresham as the Ring of Honor champion. So, you know, what we're trying to do is we're trying to entertain everybody, and. Who knows, you know, what might happen in the future? But, you know, again, again, it's all about the storylines. 
And I think this is the other critical thing as well, is that whilst I completely understand that people might have ambitions to go elsewhere, is that ultimately, what do we want? We want people that want a career within progress. That's what we want. And yeah. we're very much behind, you know, and you've got some absolute up and coming superstars, Charles Crowley, or should I say Dave, um, as I now uh, start to call him. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, it is, it's, it's, we've got some brilliant up and coming talent that are only going to get bigger and better. And hopefully they can showcase that via progress. And, and, the, be- and the best tag team in the world is your champions, might I add. Um, <laughs> absolutely outstanding. Shall we just end on the big question, which is, what's your long-term vision for progress in TNT, Lee? Truthfully, my, long, my long-term vision is I would like to get to the point where we actually have contracted talent. I would like to get us to the point where there's much more global eyeballs in terms of what we're doing across the different promotions and whatever else might also be in the future. And again, I appreciate that it's a, it's a massive, massive ambition and people might laugh at me, but at the end of the day, if you reach the stars and then you hit the moon, you're still going to be higher than the vast majority of people. But, you know, we, we would love to be, for example, uh, number three, you know, behind your WWE and AEW. I think that would be a, an amazing position to be in. And don't be wrong, there is a hell of a long way before we get to that point. But I'm a great believer that you've got to have ambition, you've got to have goals. And if we can continue to move forward and continue to get more eyeballs, then of course we're going to try to do that. You know, we want to be back at Ali Pali. We want to be back at Wembley. Of course, we want to be at these different amazing venues again but we were very very aware that it was going to take time to build these things back up because there were so many things that we had to sort out and change and also we're very aware of the fact that you know the cost of living and inflation etc etc so people have got to work out how to use their hard-earned cash even more so and therefore we take that level of wanting to entertain people on a Sunday or whatever day it might be even more serious so it's down to us to put on the very best product we possibly can do But like I said from the outset, you know, we're not just in this to make up the numbers. We went in this just to, for example, buy the library, which I think that's something that people have talked about elsewhere. You know, we we did buy the library. We did buy the IP. We bought the whole entire thing for progress. And we sincerely hope that as we continue to grow, you know, we're able to be in a position where we've got our own contracted talent. I've got ambitions in which I want progress to go abroad. I want progress to be in the US. I'm in talks behind the scenes about taking progress somewhere else in the world, which and working on, on, on another deal, which if it comes off is going to be really, really exciting. So we're not just looking to the ballroom or to the dome or to the garage or they're all very, very special venues, but we are very much looking beyond that. And hopefully we'll be able to, uh, to, to move things forward even more. That's Can't incredibly wait for exciting. It. Incredibly exciting. Love hearing that, Lee. Yeah. Mate, Lee, I honestly... I cannot thank you enough. We cannot thank you enough for the time you've given us. You've given us way more than what we asked for, as most of our guests do, and you've been more than generous. Um, It's just been so great just having a chat, mate. Just thanks for everything. Is there, very, very quickly, we really should talk about what's coming up for Progress and TNT one more time and direct people in the right place to find these. If you're just hearing about, for example, the TNT and GCW shows, where can we find out more about those two promotions, Lee? Well, we've got some some great shows coming up. We've got Project X that's going to be on the on the 21st of this month. We've got 24-7 that's going to be on the 24th of July. Real original chapter title, considering it's 24-7, the 24th of July, which is the seventh month in the calendar <laughs> year. So sorry to be a spoiler alert in terms of where we came up with that particular title. And then, of course, from that, we've got a 
events coming up in Sheffield, Birmingham, Newcastle. We've got our shows in Cardiff. And then, of course, we're then moving towards the, the TNT, GCW, and then the Progress show at the back end of that week in the middle of September. So lots of stuff going on, some really exciting things. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, I don't want to give Progress a chance, well, give it a chance. And even if it means, and I am going to get probably probably a bad thing to say, but if you're of the opinion that you just don't want to give Progress a chance and you've not been back, reach out to me on social media, come and enjoy Progress, give us your feedback because we want to show what we're all about and we can only do that by growing it together or maybe there's a competition we can do with, with you guys to give away some tickets where you can be in the balcony and, and all that kind of stuff. But we're really pumped, we're really excited for everything and you know, we're, we're up for this. You know, I mean, again, I've tried not to swear too much on this, but, you know, we fucking give a shit. You know, we want this to work and we're going to give it everything possibly can to make it work. But all we ask is an opportunity to show what we're all about and to look into the future with positivity. We can't change the past, but we can have a great future. Absolutely outstanding. So that's about all we have time for on this week's Wrestling Should Be Fun podcast, even though we don't have a time limit. I just want to thank once again uh, Lee McAteer for all his time and all his great work with Progress and TNT. We can't wait for what's coming up. As always, thank you very much to the boss, Ross Casey. Wrestling Should Be Fun is not a thing without Ross. We will be back in a week or so's time. Until then, though, dear listener, drink lots of water. Look after you, mates. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun, should be fun. Wrestling should be fun.